Welcome to the Diz Love Podcast with Vanessa and Chris. I'm Vanessa Ferguson. And I'm Chris Johns. We would like to welcome you to show number 22. And for any listeners joining us for the first time, our show features things we love at Disney. And in each episode, we have a guest, typically, who creates Disney magic for our listeners at home or on their Disney vacations. From vacation planners to product producers, our guests can bring Disney magic into your life. And as a reminder to our listeners, we always appreciate those of you who go have time to go out and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and also on Google um, Podcasts. We appreciate those. And if you leave a review, we'll give you a shout out on a future episode that helps more people find us. And we also appreciate all of you who have left stuff, left us those five-star customer ratings. We also greatly appreciate those as well. So thank you so much for those. And now on with today's show. So since we are in the middle of summer, I thought I would kind of join together probably two of my favorite topics, which Chris, what could you guess what those two topics might be? Well, the first one's got to be Disney. Well, yes, yes, And of the course. second one is got to be, because you love the holidays, it could be the holidays. Yeah, so I thought we would do kind of a Christmas in July episode, and if you are traveling to Disney at, during the holiday season, you're probably already making a reservation. So, like, we are going to be at Disney um, for a real short, brief time before a cruise, so I've already made our dining reservations for our trip, and then, of course, looking towards planning any of those fast passes and things as we get closer to the holidays. So, we thought we'd do a Christmas in July episode because if you're like us, you'd be no doubt making some of those plans now. So we hope to give you some tips to use during your planning and then when you go on your trip later this year. And then later in today's episode, we will be joined from Kimberly from Kim's Custom Crafts. She offers an array of really amazing products from Dreamcat Disney Dreamcatchers and pin boards to build your own wooden ears. She has pins, patches, and lots more. And really, the, she has a lot of amazing items that you could use for yourself or also for gifts for that Disney fan in your life. So we're excited to have Kim join us later in today's show. So to get started off, though, as I mentioned, we are going to talk about the different options that you have for being able to plan some fun when you're down at Disney during the holidays. So first off, we're going to talk about some backstage tours that are offered. We're going to talk about Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. And then finally, we're going to talk about some of the different offerings that are at the resorts and some of the other parts of Disney World that you can enjoy during your trip. So we're going to start off with uh, the backstage tours that are offered. And Chris and I just did a review of Backstage Magic, which that's a year-round tour. But what many people don't realize is that during the holidays, Disney specifically has some tours that they offer just for individuals who are going to be visiting during the holiday season. And so when we're looking at that, we're going to first talk about they have Disney's Yuletide Fantasy. And this tour is a three-hour tour, which we talked about. For Chris, he's not as avid as uh, Disney. I don't know that I'd want to use the word fanatic, but I like I Disney. No, I'm saying for myself. But this tour is three hours versus some of the all-day-long tours, which I think for Chris, this might be more his size of a tour. My family and, di- and I did this many years ago, but I it sounds like it's morphed and changed some since then, so I definitely like to check it out. It includes, you get a, to visit the holiday services area where the, you learn how the designers come up with the themes and how they do the different decorations for throughout the resort. You visit the floral department where you some of the, see some of the special displays that they're working on for that particular season. 
And then at the very end of the tour, which I think this might be Chris's part that he might enjoy the most, at the very end of the tour, you have a demonstration at Disney Springs and they help you. It says seasonal treat, but from everything I've saw, you do like a Mickey sort of dome cake that you get to take home with you afterwards. And I think Chris would probably enjoy that to have some sort of nice snack. Oh, after. Be, I, I love snacks. <laughs> so you, and then in addition, at the end of the tour, you're given a holiday keepsake. I don't know. I know on a lot of the other tours we got, do you remember what we got on our recent tour? Wasn't it? I think we got a pin. Yeah, so we got a pin. So I'm not sure if you get a pin for this one. It does say holiday keepsake. I don't know if maybe you get an ornament, um, but it could just be a pin. When we did it years ago, you didn't get anything. So I think it's nice. Um, but throughout the tour, you're going to learn a lot of different things. And we really enjoyed it a lot when my family took it. Um, it is around, as of this date in 2019, it's running $149, but that could always change. Another tour that we learned about that Disney has that's all day long, and in fact, our tour guide from Backstage Magic said she helped create this. I don't know if you heard her talking about that. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> so it's called Disney's Holiday D-Lights, but it's the capital D, and then it's just dash lights, like Christmas lights. And this is a long tour. It's 16 nights long, and so it's not offered as often as the other tour, and it is a little bit more expensive. It's $279, but this has some added perks. If you remember, do you remember where we ate for the last tour that we took? Something Canyon. Yeah, Whispering Canyon. So you do get dinner, which is a family-style barbecue dinner that's included. So when you figure out the cost of the meal, um, you also get to go backstage at two of the parks. So you're going to go backstage at Magic Kingdom, and you're going to learn all about how they do the lights on the castle. And I don't know about you, Chris, but I really enjoy the lights. They have like the little Frozen show, which is your favorite, where they yeah. talk about the lighting of the castle with all of the lights. So you learn more about that. You also get a chance to kind of get backstage and learn about how just the overall event and decorating support team helps with all of the different displays at Magic Kingdom. And then from there, you're going to be able to go over to Epcot. You get kind of some special behind the scenes things regarding Candlelight Processional, which is that retelling of the Christmas story with a live orchestra, and you'll have a celebrity narrator. Um, for that, you get special seating. And then as of last year, you got special viewing for Illuminations. Of course, that will be Epcot forever this year. And then, of course, we'll find out whatever that new show will be. So I'm assuming they'll continue to include that. And then you also get a limited edition pin at the end of this this tour as well. And if it's anything like when we took our backstage tour, they said that you would get, like they rotate what the pins are. So if you take the tour this year, it might be a different pin the next time you come along. So that's kind of fun. I definitely think if you're a more avid Disney person who's been quite a few times during the holidays in particular, or if you're somebody who really enjoys the holiday season in particular, as well, you might enjoy taking one of these special behind-the-scenes tours. Now, another thing that does cost some extra to your Disney vacation is attending Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. So the Christmas party typically runs from early November until December 22nd, and sometimes people who are traveling right between that Christmas and New Year's window, which it's going to be really packed during that time. They get a little disappointed because they can't attend that Christmas party. And I don't know, Chris, 
do you know why they don't have the Christmas party? At, like, why they stop it usually a couple days before Christmas? I would think just the capacity. The place has got to be packed. Yeah, so what for the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas party, they actually close the park early. They close the Magic Kingdom early. So they close at 7 o'clock, and the park is open until midnight, just for people who have tickets for the party. And this is something, if you're not going to a party on a particular day... Always look at the calendar and see the park hours because you don't want to go to Magic Kingdom on a day that it's closing early for the party unless you're staying for the party because you're going to lose out on several hours at the park. So always keep an eye out on that calendar. But if you are just going for the party, you don't have to wait until 7 o'clock to get in. And Chris and I took advantage of this when we just did the after hours party, you actually can go in at 4 o'clock. And I thought that was worthwhile going in a couple hours early. It felt like we got... A oh, decent, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah wonderful value. We got some a uh, few extra rides in. You're able to make fast pass reservations during that 4 to 7 p.m. window. We are able to do dinner. So it's well worth it getting in at that 4 o'clock. Often, if we're going to one of these parties, we don't do a park day that day. We'll go to Disney Springs or go do something else because you're already getting a better experience in the evening with the park closed to day guests. So we often will not spend any time at a park, another park that day. And during the park, they're going to have special treats throughout Magic Kingdom, just like during the Halloween party where they have candy stations set up. They have treat stations set up throughout the park. And I don't know, Chris, do you remember when we went in 2017, the treat stations? No, I don't. Okay, so (laughs) they have cookies and cocoa and eggnog and more cookies, and they have them spread throughout the park. And I would say that I enjoyed the cookies, but after a while, it's a lot of cookies. And so I particularly, the treat that I enjoyed the most is they had at one station, they had a soft pretzel that was shaped like a snowman. So they added that little bit of Disney touch. And then at some places, instead of having the hot drinks or eggnog, there was one place where they had like fruit flavored slushies. So they try to mix it up a little bit. So definitely check out the treat stations. Look at, they'll give you a map and it'll tell you what treats are at what location. And those are spread throughout the park as well as some special photo pass places as well. And during the Christmas party, there's going to be some special entertainment. They have uh, Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade. And I would say we're not typically parade people. What would you say, Chris? Do you think that's kind of a fair statement? Yes, we, we watch them, but we don't line up for them. Right. But I would... For the parties, that's kind of the exception. So we really enjoyed what the Christmas parade. So I would suggest checking that out. And for any little ones in your group, Santa is going to make an appearance. He's at the end of the parade. So stick around till the end. And in addition, the parade is usually twice a night, but there's a holiday wishes fireworks. And that's usually only once a night. So you want to keep that in mind when you're planning out what you're wanting to do. They have some special thro- shows throughout the park. They have Totally Tomorrowland Christmas Show. We watched that last time. Like Stitch was kind of trying to hijack Santa's flight. I don't know. That didn't spark my interest as much. What were your thoughts about some of the shows? I think I would have spent my time doing other things. Correct. I could care less about Stitch. Yeah. So they <laughs> and then there's a Disney Junior Jingle Jam. I've heard a lot of good things about the Christmas Dance Party at Club Tinsel. If you have little ones in your group, because then they get a chance to be kind of up close and personal with some of the characters in the park. So that's kind of a fun thing. 
And the best show I enjoyed the most was Mickey's Most Merriest Celebration. That's on the main stage in front of the castle. Now, the big highlights of all of these different parties anymore has been the characters. And people will line up for many hours for the characters. And they will bring out characters that aren't typically seen at the parks on a daily basis. So when we were looking at the Christmas party, one group in particular that we got on the last Christmas party. Do you remember who we got our pictures with the last time? I do not. The Seven Dwarfs. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So they were in the back of the park. Um, I've heard stories, though, of people waiting two hours or more. And when the party is only five hours, you have to think about where you're willing to spend your time. For us, we like doing the photo place, like the special photo pass location, the treats, We want to get in some rides as well. So we lucked out and we only waited about 30 minutes, which I think was either we had really good timing in between something or something along those lines. But they have all the seven dwarves together and we did luck out getting that. They have Moana, Jack Sparrow. They typically would have Aladdin and Jasmine. They'll have Jack Skellington dressed as Sandy Claus and Sally. They have, I think it would be fun, they have several of the country bears. They have Big Al, uh, Wendell, Shaker, a bunch of the different country bears. So I would like to, we're going this year, we'll be to one of the parties. I would like to get my picture with some of the country bears this year. And another more unusual movie that you don't see the characters from who will be out there are Zootopia. You have Nick Wilde and Judy Hopps are there. And last time, I was really hoping to get our picture with them a few years ago, and the line was just way too long. So we didn't end up waiting for that. But out of that list, who would you like to see out of those special characters, Chris? Well, I'll let you know who I'm not interested in. Not interested in Jack Skellington. Okay. Or Sally, whoever that other character is. I'm not good with that. You know, I did probably go with Moana. Moana? Yeah. We and we she is so popular and they only bring her out now at these special parties. We lucked out when the movie first came out when she had her meet and greet at Hollywood Studios. And of course unfortunately that is no longer there, so your chance to see her is gonna be at one of these special parties. I just saw her at the Halloween party with my friend too. So I think it's great if you love characters and you like to get those more unusual ones. Plan out your night. Make sure that you plan accordingly. Some people say if you get in line early, right before the party starts, or a little bit towards the end, there's lots of different tips out there. So that's a little bit about Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. And now we're going to talk about, so with the party and with the tours, those are quite expensive. Like Disney, you have to pay a price for those. You got to pay for everything. (laughs) So, no, but we're going to talk about some things you don't have to pay for now. Oh. Yeah. So, if you're at the parks and maybe you have a day where you don't have a ticket or maybe you're just down for something else in the Orlando area and you want to get some Disney magic during the holidays, there are some really amazing decorations and decor at the resorts as well as some at Disney Springs, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. So, I'm going to share, we're going to talk about some of the resorts but I will also make sure to show in our show notes um, there is, from Disney Tourist Blog, they have a really great free self-guided Yuletide tour that has information of the different resorts and what sorts of displays they have at them. So I will make sure to share that with all of you in our show notes. We're going to start off, we're going to talk about kind of the granddaddy of them all at the Grand Floridian. They have a really huge display in the in the lobby. And do you remember what that display was? 
if I remember correctly, I think it was gingerbread. Yeah, so it was a huge life-size gingerbread house. You can stand in front of it, get pictures. It's much bigger than us. It's I would say it's kind of like a size of a small garage or a large shed in somebody's backyard. Um, it's very cool. It's decorated just like a regular gingerbread house. It's made out of gingerbread. They'll have facts about how many pounds of sugar and butter and all of that went into it. And during certain hours, there's a little gingerbread store that they open up a window and you can buy stuff out of. I We have an or- a gingerbread ornament I bought there several years ago that I hang on our tree every year. So they have lots of great treats there. And then some of the other resorts that have some unusual decorations or some really cool trees or wilderness lodge animal kingdom lodge but there are a few more that are going to have some gingerbread displays so contemporary resort always has something it's usually by the mural with the it's a small world the one year we were there um, they had a really cool frozen gingerbread display and these are pretty decent size they'll be like three to four feet tall the displays at Yacht and Beach Club, they'll often have um, like a merry-go-round or carousel that is made out of gingerbread. So lots of fun things that you can check out. So take some time, go resort hopping, check out all of the great displays they have. Lots of fun opportunities for photos as well. And then last but not least, we have the Christmas Tree Trail at Disney Springs. And I've enjoyed this. We've been to this twice. What was your thought about the Christmas tree trail? I thought it was awesome. Yeah, so they have a trail that kind of runs parallel behind uh, some of the shops. The location is a little bit more down towards like where the Christmas shop is and that. And last year they had 27 themed trees. And what you'll do is when you walk through, I would say, how tall do you think those Christmas trees are? Oh, got to be at least 10 foot. Yeah, so they're pretty big trees, elaborately decorated based on different characters or movies. So they may have one that's 101 Well Dalmatians, Princess and the Frog, one that's just Goofy, one that's just Donald, one that's Mickey. So you walk through the trail, lots of great photos they often will have like the fake snow coming down at the end of the trail when we were there last time santa was there and you could get in like a virtual line for your kids to be able to wait to be able to see santa and during um, while you were visiting there so you could go check out the trees and then come back and get their picture with santa this runs usually from mid-november until early january so we the first time we saw it which was the first year of the trail we saw on the last day but it was almost the second week of january so if you're getting there a little bit past the holiday season but you still want a little bit of that christmas magic usually the christmas tree trail is there a little longer than some of the regular in park um, decorations may be so check along the trail get some great pictures they usually will have a popcorn stand and if there's one of those coveted holiday popcorn themed buckets which i got a i got a pluto one a few years ago you they were out of them in the park but they had them on the christmas tree trail yeah i remember that yeah so it's worth checking out i can't guarantee that that would be there but that is something that you may be able to check out when you're there so The Christmas tree trail, the resorts, lots of great opportunities to enjoy some free fun, holiday fun at Disney. So now we are going to go on with our call with Kim from Kim's Custom Crafts. She is an amazing artist. She has a wide range of products. She's a military wife and a full-time work-from-home crafter. She says she works on her projects from morning until night, and she 
it, her husband's currently deployed, so she's been really busy working on some of her craft products. She has a really wide array of different items she offers that would make awesome gifts for Christmas, but also maybe just something extra that you want to get yourself now or for any sort of holiday throughout the year. Somebody's birthday's coming up. That is very true. I do have a birthday coming up. Oh, whoops. What? I didn't mean that. Yeah, I do. So you might have to buy me something from Kim's shop. I might have to. <laughs> so, no, she. we're excited to have her on the phone, and we're going to get her on the line in just a few minutes. So we have Kim on the phone with us from Kim's Custom Crafts, and we are really excited to have her on the show today. Welcome, Kim. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Thank you so much again for joining us. And then, as we always like to do, we are going to ask you an icebreaker question related to Disney travel, of course. And so this week's question is, what is your favorite movie-inspired attraction at any Disney park? Um, Okay, so when I go into the park, I find myself going towards the Toy Story ride. Okay. Um, the Astro Blasters in Disneyland and then Midway Mania in uh, Disney California Adventure. And I think um, the reason that I like those is that they're really interactive. Um, yes. You kind of get to shoot at targets and, you know, simulate points and try to beat your, your partner. And um, I don't know, I, I grew up with Toy Story, so I guess that's why it really makes me feel like a kid, um, you know, trying to win instead yes. of just kind of floating along for the ride like the other ones. Well, years ago when the one in Florida first opened at Hollywood Studios, Chris and I attended the Diz Boards, had a special event that was an after-hours event where it was a party just in the area by um, Toy Story Mania, and you got to ride it as many times as you wanted during that party, and I think that's probably the only time I've ever beaten Chris at that <laughs> one time one time yeah so and that's been a long time ago i don't remember what year that ride opened but i think it's been almost 10 years so definitely one of our favorites that we enjoy too so we'd like to, oh, yeah, the best thing. <laughs> yes most definitely and i'm excited we i've only been to the new tour story part in florida one time and i haven't made it out to pixar pier in california yet so i'm excited to see that as well Oh, it's, it's great. I think Toy Story Land over there is, is awesome as well. I haven't had the pleasure of going yet, but I really do enjoy it. And I like how there's a little bit Toy Story in both parts. Yes, um, yes, exactly. And I think with the new movie, it'll be fun to see how they include some of the new characters as well. Oh, definitely. So what? now we want to hear a little bit about your business. So tell us about your business and what products that you offer that are connected to Disney. Um, so I started some custom crafts about four years ago, and I started off making dream catchers, but I kind of wanted to make a little spin on it, so I started, um, you know, making little dream catchers to look like the Disney characters, so I started off with Stitch from Lilo and Stitch, you know, adding the little ears, uh-huh. and then from there, it just, yeah, it just opened up and blew up into it. You know, I have over 60 designs right now, and wow. the reason I haven't made more is because I don't have enough time to keep up with, like, <laughs> yeah. the demand. Um, but, yeah, so um, I try to get as creative as possible with them. You know, I add jewels, flowers, hand-painted, you know, foam attachments. I try to make them really personal, and so far, it seems like everyone's loving them. I also make um, Disney ears, so I make them both wooden um, that we cut and stain in our garage, and... Because um, I really like that rustic feel. And then I also have my more magical, whimsical 
Dreamcatcher ears, um, which are definitely more intricate. Um, so it just depends, like, what you like. Um, but I think I have a little something for everyone who loves Disney. Yes, that's for sure. And we really enjoyed looking at some of your awesome stuff. We were going through the website looking at some of the things and I and I was already picking out things that I want or that I know I want to buy for other people. So I was so excited <laughs> to be able to get connected and see a little bit more about your business. Thank you. And I do make jewelry too, like hand stamp jewelry, yeah. but I think that's kind of more on the back burner. It's always there on my website if people want it, but I definitely concentrate more on like the handcrafted dream catcher items. It's what I enjoy doing most. Awesome. So with that, you know, really, what was the genesis for you to start your business? I'm sorry, what? What was the, what, I guess, what was your main motivation to actually, you know, take what you thought was kind of, you know, what made you want to put you know, your business online and get things moving? I, you know, I didn't have the intention of opening a business. The reason I started is because on my 20th birthday, uh, we went to dinner and we walked by this Native American store, and my friend bought us all these little tiny drink catcher keychains, and it was the cutest thing, but they were so horribly made that by the end of the night, they had all fallen apart. Oh, no. And I've always, yeah, it really sucked. I was really bummed about it, but I've always been a super crafty person, so I, brought, I like, broke out my little craft box, and I tried to fix it myself, and when I couldn't fix it, I just made my own on the oh. side, and then I realized that it was really cute, and... From there, I just kind of started settling with it and making new ideas, and then I posted it on my Twitter, my personal Twitter, and, you know, right away I got a response from friends, like, oh my gosh, you should totally sell these, and at the time, I was a third year in college, and my parents didn't want me to work because they wanted me to concentrate fully on my studies, sure. so I was like, you know, this is something I can do on the side, you know, and, you know, get a little bit of spending money, take that burden off of them. Yeah. And it, it really just went off from there. I used to paint a lot, um, so I started painting shoes, and that's kind of more in my past, but um, definitely, I just became people's project person, and for some reason, there was always just this common theme of Disney. Right. I, I love Disney myself, and I think I just spoke to all the Disney fans out there that they were like, hey, this girl can make these cool little things, so it really just blew up out of nowhere, and I've been doing it for four years now. Um, and it's just funny that I never had the idea of opening a business, and now here I am. Right. <laughs> That's really awesome. So how do you think, you've touched a little bit about, like, your love of Disney and that. So how do you think your products add Disney magic to your customers and then, of course, hopefully our listeners' lives if they, they once they check out your products? So the main thing I make is, like, these little mini dream catchers. They're a little smaller than the size of the palm of your hand. Okay. And they're not just wall decor, they're not just, they're not necklaces or anything, they're actually for your rear view mirror okay. in your car. Um, so I, I can't tell you how many messages I've gotten from people that tell me, I'm on my way to work, you know, I'm stuck in traffic, and I'll look up at my mirror and I see a dream catcher and my day just gets so much brighter. So oh, I think nice. uh, that unique little niche that I have is, Studying magic in those little moments of your day where you're not really looking for it, you know, when you're stuck in traffic, when you're on your way to work and you've had a bad day, and just seeing that dream catcher swinging on your mirror, because I know I have one in my car, and I just catch myself looking at it all the time, so I think there's, you know, a product on my shop for everyone, I believe, right, right. and most of us drive or, you know, go somewhere, or people hang them above their kids' beds, their cribs, you know, so I think, um these little dream catchers, even though they're just one little item, they, they do spread magic because I feel it and I have them all over. Oh, <laughs> nice, nice. 
Yeah. And so, like, with that, you know, tell us, where can folks find you online? Tell us, you know, whether if your online store, Facebook, Instagram, where can people see your designs and, you know, so they can see your artistry? Um, I do mostly post on Instagram. I find myself on there many hours a day. <laughs> just because I like chatting with people and becoming sure. friends with my customers. And that's where I really show off my stuff, especially in my stories. You get to see a lot of the behind the scenes of what I do. You know, my workspace, my materials, how I make it. And then um, all of my posts from Instagram get shared on Facebook. And then um, I do have my website, kidscustomcrafts.com. But I would definitely say um, to get the best custom craft experience, it would be on Instagram where I'm constantly on there trying to be as interactive as possible. Sure. And like you kind of touched on, you know, some of the products and things that you, like you said, you have a dream catcher in your car and that. What would you say, say is one of your favorite designs or products overall that you have or several of them? What are some of your favorites? Um, you know, I... My best seller is my Rapunzel Mini Dreamcatcher, and I am obsessed with the movie Tangled. It's my absolute favorite. Oh so my the God. fact that it's my best seller, it's just, it warms my heart every time I make it. I've made hundreds, if not thousands, of Dreamcatchers, and every time I make them, I just still feel that love for every single piece that I'm making. Um, so yeah, I would have to say my Rapunzel Mini Dreamcatcher. Awesome. Definitely. And then could you tell us a little bit, because I know we saw on your site with the wooden ears and you had like customized where you could like do your, build your own in that. How does, how do those work? Um, so yeah, my, even though um, Kim's Custom Craft is my one business, it is kind of family run. I do get help. My dad is a real handyman. And so he's the one in the garage cutting those ears. Okay. And so I, I really like that I offered the customizable because, you know, there's so many options. Um, so people can order their ears. They can choose the color of the stain. Okay. You know, we have white, medium brown, dark brown, reddish, you know, natural. I can wood burn Mickey's in them. And then oh, um, wow. you can either add them to a pin board. You can add them to a uh, headband to wear in the park. Um, and then I'm, I'm really open to communicating with customers, you know, down to the type of flower, you know, the placement of the flower. Um, or it can be something as simple as just choosing from a drop-down menu. They really have the option of being as involved in their products as they want to be. Awesome. And we have some great pictures from some of your work that we're definitely going to share with everyone. And as Chris mentioned, we'll make sure to get all of your information out there so people can go ahead and pick up some of your items for themselves or perhaps for gifts for some of their other Disney loving friends and family. So we really appreciate you taking time to be on the show today. Thank you so much. Oh, no, thank you guys so much for inviting me. It's been a real different experience. My first time doing this and I couldn't be more excited. Thank you very much. We'd like to thank Kim again for joining us today. It was so great to hear all about her business, and we look forward to sharing some links where you can find some of her great products. So now we're on to our final segments for the show, our quick two-minute trivia and our wisdom from Walt quote. And so we are going to pass over to Chris to see what he has for us for this week for trivia. All right. Well, we're going to do a little differently. So I have a, uh -oh. a series of questions. This is thanks to focusedonthemagic.com and my good friend Deb put together these trivia questions and they're a couple years old but I think the, co the content will be correct but what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a number I'm going to ask you if it's over or under a certain number so I'll say for example how many dancers are there in the parade 
a hundred over or under that number, and then I'll see if you're right. Is that you get the the context? Yes, I think so. Okay, the first one. There are over there are fifteen hundred decorated trees throughout the Disney World Walt Disney World property. Over or under that number? I would say over. According to Deb at Focus in the Magic, that is wrong. 1,300 Oh, trees. see, I was thinking 1,500 sound like a good number. So, yes. Okay. So, 100 semi-truck trailer loads of decorations are used for the 24 resorts, four theme parks, downtown Disney, and other locations. So, more or less than 100 tra- trailer truck loads. I'm going to go with more again. You are correct. Okay. 150, yes. Wow. Um. 14 miles of garland is strung throughout Walt Disney World. Over or under that number? 14 miles of garland. I'm going to say under. 15. Ooh. So we'll do the last one. 10 million lights are strung throughout Walt Disney World Resort. I'm going to say over. 8.5 million. Darn it. So I'm not giving what, the number. Here's what I'll, I'm going to give you. The, I'm going to, for some of these numbers where you were... They were under where you were over. Uh-huh. Disney's probably grown. And That's so by true. now, they're probably oh, over okay. that. So, so I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you 100 for 100. Okay. All right. Well, I'll accept that then. And again, just this is uh, focusedonthemagic.com. Deb put these together. I take awesome. no credit. <laughs> no, but that's great that she did those. She those did. Thank you very much, Deb. And she said, have a terrific day. And I am. Awesome. Awesome. So again, it's always fun to have some of those questions kind of relate to whatever we're talking about for the week's episode. And then of course, we're going to end with our wisdom from Walt quote. And thinking about Christmas, that always makes me think of like a magical time of year. So this quote that I found seemed like a really good fit for today. Walt Disney said, fantasy and reality often overlap. And I think that's more than true more than ever at the holiday season. So fantasy and reality often overlap. And I hope in your life you get to have a little Disney magic coming your way very soon. And thank you again for joining us on this episode of the Dis Love Podcast with Vanessa and Chris. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Chris. This podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its holdings, and it is intended for entertainment purposes only.